Hello, and welcome to the series "Making Stewardship a Way of Life." This is episode thirteen, titled "Stewardship is a Means to an End: Evangelization." Your host is Father Andrew Kemberling, formerly the pastor of Saint Thomas More Parish in Centennial, Colorado. With Mila Gladava, the director of communications and stewardship, Father Andrew has written a book by the same name. It's based on their experience introducing a comprehensive stewardship program at Saint Thomas More, where Father Andrew was the pastor for 14 years. The program provides a complete guide for individuals on how to approach, embrace. And practice the full range of stewardship in their lives. Here's Father Andrew. In our last episode, we were talking about making a commitment to God and how important that commitment was, and how we grow in our commitment over time. Today's topic is looking at stewardship as evangelization. Stewardship is the how; evangelization is the what. Another way to look at this is to say that stewardship is the means; the ends is evangelization. And our bishops have written a very important document back in 1992, and it's called "Stewardship: A Disciple's Response." In that document, they make it clear that stewardship is evangelization, and there are three steps that are very important. In this, and these steps are often called goals. The three goals that we should have in stewardship spirituality that is done as part of a national strategy for people to have and grow in their faith and grow in evangelization is know your faith, live your faith, share your faith. That formula of know your faith is where the action of conversion. Happens at the most immediate level. That's the first goal: is knowing one's faith. Now, I have found that as a pastor, we've taken these three goals and then attached objectives that went with each goal. The master mission statement is go and make disciples, as Jesus has given to us. And then the three goals of know your faith, live your faith, and share your faith. Are attached to something like sixteen different objectives. Those objectives can be found in another document offered by our bishops called "Go and Make Disciples: A National Strategy for Evangelization in the Catholic Church." It was actually part of an effort from Paul the Sixth as part of the Second Vatican Council of Evangelization. So, not only does this stewardship document and this other document work together. But they tested all these different goals and objectives, and all the different objectives, and you pick the ones that apply to your parish. We have about sixteen to eighteen of them at the local level, out of the dozens that are offered. When you know your faith, then you have some very clear objectives of how one knows their faith. You might ask, well, then how do you know your faith? Well, the way the faith is given to us is sacramentally, <laughs> so we know our faith from the sacraments, and we know that through our baptism, confirmation, and Eucharist, and the finishing sacrament is Eucharist. And so, when people go about restoring the order of the sacraments, the premier role that Eucharist has, week in and week out, to evangelize us, we realize that God comes to us in word and sacrament. 
The Bible is a very important tool for us to know our faith, and the sacraments, the sacramental life of the church, is how we experience Jesus day to day. Once we know our faith, then putting our faith into action is where stewardship really takes a very important role, and that is the second goal, which is live your faith. When we live our faith, living our faith with a commitment is how we grow. When people make a commitment to develop their faith, they then get involved. They can't just think their way through this. They act their way through the life of a parish. So activities become important for people at the parish level. Living your faith, I have found, can be measured in this way as a pastor. I like to see people come to church or come to the parish property one other time during the week other than Sunday Mass. Then I know they're living out their faith and their commitment to something. It might be to attend a holy hour in front of the Blessed Sacrament. It might be come back and practice for the choir. It might be to teach a religious education class. It might be here to volunteer and make sandwiches for the soup kitchen. Whatever it might be to come back one other time each week is one way I know that people live their faith. Now, the third goal to share one's faith is where we know that we go out from the church to the other community, to the wider community. Now, it's very important to understand what your understanding of the church is and what is a parish. A lot of people think that the parish are those that come to Mass on Sunday are those that have registered. It's important to know how we as a church are organized. We have what's called parish boundaries, and those parish boundaries are geographic And all the people that live in those parish boundaries are our parishioners. People who are baptized or not, people of other faiths, everybody is my parishioner within my boundaries, not just the people that are registered. And so when we say to share our faith, we might want to start with just those people who are Catholic that don't even come to church. And so just getting people who were baptized in the faith and received the sacraments to enliven their faith reawaken their conscience. I know recently I read the article from our bishop who was talking about how people's consciences have fallen asleep, how they can allow such atrocities to happen to the unborn. And as we ask people to reawaken their consciences, that's one way to get people to come back and consider religious issues instead of just political ones. People often say you can't mix your politics and religion, which of course is Not true at all. When you hear people talking about being politically correct, all they want to do is to sanitize all language with anything religious connected to it or morality. When we introduce morality and religion back into the regular daily lives of other people, it gives them the opportunity to awaken their consciences. And as people are awakened their consciences and they start to look at the world around them, it's natural for them to then want to do something about it, to live their faith. Well, you share your faith by helping those people by just getting them to know their faith once again. The first goal, once again, starts to repeat itself as we bring these people back to our church. And as we reach out to those people, we then ask ourselves, uh, how are we growing on our faith? Are we living our faith? And then we also then go out to share our faith. As that continues to grow, 
the parish starts to get more and more dynamic. People then start to realize we're not so much a stewardship parish as we are evangelized parish. And then we realize that stewardship, a disciple's response, does come true. It's a prophecy that the people in the parish have become disciples that then go out to make disciples of all the nations. That's the role of every parish in accepting stewardship, spirituality, and the call to evangelization. Now, an important question that could be asked as we bring these episodes in this series to an end. Father Andrew, what might my life look like if I take the first steps of stewardship? Well, when we take these steps towards stewardship, it's a good time to remind ourselves what we've covered already. It's important to remember there are four core values of identity, trust, gratitude, love. Remember who we are and what our personal mission is to love and serve God in this world and the next. That means we're asked to grow the character of our soul. And we do this by making commitments of time, talent, and treasure. And once we do time, talent, and treasure, we make commitments of faith, earth, and vocation. Important emphasis needs to be on time and talent. Everybody is given some talents, and we're never quite sure what everyone's talents are, and everybody has different talents, and we're all given time. Often, time and talent are mixed together as how people give of their talent back to the parish. We've learned to separate out time in prayer. I've heard people say uh, that it's important to you know, take the time to pray when you're doing another activity like walking your dog. Well, if you're walking your dog, you might as well be praying. Your dog would have no idea what you're doing. But that's the time that you set apart to pray to God. And then you also make those other commitments of yourself. And what will your life look like? You'll start to get peace and you'll get serenity. You'll find out you're detached from your material goods. And you start to see life in a very different way. The tithe really puts the priority straight in your life, where you're able to say, well, when I die, I'll give it all to God. Okay, prove it. Try just 10% of it and give it to God. And when you can do that, your life starts to simplify. I like to give the example of my sister. She told me that she and her husband decided to simplify their life by making a serious commitment to downsize. They decided to downsize to one car. Now, in addition to saving a lot of money and going down to one car, they found the fruits of getting more by having less. They found out their marriage became much stronger because now they communicated in a way that they never had to communicate before. They now drove each other to work and they had to talk to each other just about the logistics of going there each day. That added level of commitment to each other was a result of downsizing. We have found that when we appreciate the gifts that God has given to us already, and we've made those concrete steps to become a good steward, you'll find out that you set your priorities straight, and all the stuff that you didn't need, you get rid of, and all the stuff you do have, you appreciate. Then gratitude plays this very important role in our life. We see everything as a gift, and all these gifts give glory to God because he cannot be outdone in generosity. Thank you, Father Andrew. You've been listening to the series Making Stewardship a Way of Life, Episode 13, 
with Father Andrew Kimberling. The program is described in the book by the same name, which is available from online booksellers, and it's being embraced by individuals and parishes around the world. To learn more, visit the International Catholic Stewardship Council at catholicstewardship.com. Our music is from the band Sir Captain. Find them at sircaptain.com. <laughs>